Hey guys, this is Vikram Shankar, piano player of Silent Skies, and you are watching Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, and this time, along with a talented pianist and composer and Vikram Shankar, uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, this is an exciting time of the year for you and your bandmate, Tom England, over at Silent Skies with the release of your second studio album, Nectar, which drops here on February 4th, if I'm not mistaken, on on Napalm Records. Now, first things first, I just want to congratulate you both on all the well-deserved reactions. I mean, this has been getting so far, especially with those mesmerizing singles that dropped, uh, Taper and Leaving that have released here recently. Shout out to the other music outlets like Classic Rock, Legacy, and Sonic Seducer, to name a few, who've just praised your work. There's plenty of amazing things to unravel about this, I mean, majestic record, if I can even call it that. You know, before we get to all that and beyond, Vikram, I know we talked about it before the interview started, man. How are you considering the state of the world? I know it's been a wild ride for all of us in the last two years. How have you been keeping up your musicianship? Uh, what's life like in North Carolina in 2022? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, for, first of all, thank you for the, the kind words. That's really nice of you to say. Um, pandemic has been interesting for all of us. I'm no exception. Um, right. Obviously, in many ways, it sucks. And, you know, there's this perpetual gray cloud that hangs over all of us. But at the same time, I mean, it it's kind of interesting that for me it's the most productive time in my life and same for tom as well i guess you know tom's a road warrior he's on the road most of the time in in normal life (laughs) and i'm not so much of a road warrior but still i mean the amount of creative energy as well as time that we had over the pandemic was like unprecedented so you know tom had just released escape of the phoenix with evergrey in right. early 2021 and we were like okay what do we do you know, we're, we're not back on the road things aren't back to normal he couldn't go tour to promote that album so i mean we're like hey i know we released satellites two months ago but let's just start writing you know see what happens yeah and, and a few months later we had nectar and you know i, I do want to cut to the chaser vikram because this is definitely one of the more unique releases to kick off this new year you know why don't you tell me about how you and your bandmate Tom England met each other? Like how and where was Silent Skies born? Because for people who don't know, you mentioned it briefly, Tom was also the front man for Swedish power metal band Evergrey. And does it feel like everything also just went by in a blink at the same time looking back? Yeah, have you, have in you had a the sense. Chance, have you had the chance to look back also? <laughs> uh, too much time, actually, because we started in 2017, uh, a Facebook Cinderella story where uh, he... Uh, sent me a Facebook message out of the blue after seeing a piano arrangement I did of an Evergrey song. And he said, you know, we should, we should make an album together. I'd never spoken to the guy before, but you know, I've loved the, I've loved his music for over a decade. So it's like, yeah, of course, of course we'll make an album. Yeah. But, but, um, we finished that album in 2018 and we sat on it for two years because we had to time the release, right. Tom was releasing Evergrey music and we were signing with the label, a different label at the time. And coordinating these things is really hard. So it took two years to release the album. By the time it came out, it was old news. I felt like we had, you know, just spent two years twiddling our thumbs or something, which of course wasn't true. We're always busy. But I mean, 
if you think about it, I mean, a lot of people hear, oh, you're releasing two albums in two years. That's insane. But to us, it's more like two albums in five years, which is yeah. completely normal. But at the same time, we're some of the most ADHD musicians you'll ever meet. So it's like we're already writing album three and we're working on video game music and we're thinking about album four. So it's like we're, we're always several steps ahead of ourselves. Bro, you know, this means you're going to have to come back on IUF to talk about the video game music because you're talking to the right person about that now. Oh, uh, right on, man. Yeah. Now, now, something else, you know, you mentioned your work with Evergrade previously uh, to Siren Skies. Uh, another artist we've had on here, this is kind of like a, a, a side note. Another artist we've had on here that you've worked with, Annika Van Kiersbergen. Hopefully I'm yeah, saying yeah, right, right. I'm not butchering the name, but she's an amazing Dutch artist. And I've had the privilege to interview her last year. What was it like working with her? You know, you kind of set the stone with with uh, your experience and working with an artist like her, I feel like that kind of expanded on your musicality, Vikram, before you entered Tom's world with Evergrey. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I I worked with her on an album that came out in 2018, but we worked together in 2016 for the album. Yeah, was on shout my, out to her. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she was was and still is, you know, one of my absolute favorite vocalists on the planet. And you know, having an amazing voice and artistry is one thing, but when you're able to back it up with the strength of character that she has and her work ethic and artistic dedication, I mean, it's, you know, she took what could have easily been an easy, you know, day job for her, just sing a song of mine. Yeah. And it turned it into so much more with her, the amount that she invests artistically into it. And so I was kind of spoiled from the very beginning where, you know, the first <laughs> singer I seriously collaborated with was one of the greatest on planet Earth. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, the bar has been set rather high for the rest of my musical career. And, Some and might say I, I peaked several years ago. Uh, I, I, bro, I still think you're peaking. I mean, uh, because I wanted to ask about <laughs> Annika, because I think it's amazing how musicians uplift each other, make each other a better a musician, you know? Uh, an example yeah, I, yeah. I like to bring out sometimes is, is Tom Brady. You know, everybody around Tom Brady just seems to, like, be a better player. For sure. But you get you know what I'm saying. Probably not the best example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're around musicians like that, you want to become a... Like you're a better yeah. person today than you were yesterday because this. No, that's to, that's totally true. And the and the thing is that I'm in you know relative to most of the people I work with, I'm I'm the young guy because you know I, I work with I typically work with musicians around twice my age. That seems to be the trend, and I didn't actively search this out, but the thing is, I I found that when you work with musicians who are older than you, better than you, wiser than you, you know, all of these things. You grow so much more than when you work with people who are, you know, exactly your same age and they have the same experiences and you're kind of in an, the echo chamber of youth. It's a lot more interesting for me to work with people who have that kind of perspective. And, you know, when I work with Tom, he's literally been making music with Evergrey as long as I've been alive. So it's like... And literally, they were, we were both established in 1995. So it's like, I, you know, he has that huge wealth of experience to draw on, and it goes beyond, you know, what notes to sing and how to arrange a song. It's, you know, it's about business. It's about life. It's just, it's, you know, mentorship in general. So I take mentorship from every artist I work with, which I'm, so far, I'm really fortunate that, you know, every one of my heroes that I've met and worked with has been an amazing experience. I don't have any horror stories yet of like, I oh mean, I listened to this artist, you know, growing up through childhood and they turned out to be the biggest dicks in the world. That's never happened to me. And, and Hey, that, crossed. And hey, that, that happens too. And, uh, you know, I think it's also important to pass on what you've learned and to, 
now I'm like getting like the Yoda kind of kind of metaphorical, you know, yeah, those, yeah. those those uh, those sayings. And but it is I see what you're saying, like taking what you learn from your heroes and passing it on to the younger generation. Hopefully that can be something that's a potential thing for you, Vikram, going forward, because I, I would love yeah, to I'd love to. I'm a big believer in that. I mean, I'm we we are a product of our teachers and it's not just literal teachers who whom I've had as well. But, you know. Very true. You know, people who you learn sometimes not even by meeting someone, but just by listening to what they do. I mean, if you listen attentively and closely, you can learn from just about everything you hear, which has been a mindset that I've had for many, many years. And it means that I draw from a lot of inspiration that I think a lot of other metal keyboard players maybe are not so attuned to. Maybe they're not listening to the production of Kendrick Lamar or you know whatever the case may be but but i love that stuff i love you know believing that there's mastery in everything and you know trying to find that mastery even in something that you don't instantly love you know what yeah. makes this tick what can i learn from it well said and i come from a family of teachers both of my brothers are teachers so i i can i relate to that mm -hmm. wholeheartedly now uh nectar man drops february 4th on napalm records uh napalm records because this you guys are newly signed to them last summer i mean this is exciting stuff man because this makes you label mates alongside bands like Ginger and Nile, Moonspell, D. Snyder, uh, Warbringer. Mm -hmm. and we've had the privilege to speak to a lot of those artists that I just mentioned. But what is it like, Vikram, signing with such a renowned label like Napalm to help kick off this newest chapter of Silent Skies? It's cool. I mean, first, first of all, it's funny because uh, I live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a, a relatively small town, and it doesn't really have much of a metal scene. However... There happens to be another Napalm Records artist in Asheville, which is the band Aether Realm. Yeah, we've had so, them twice, actually. They're great I, guys. They're, they're Funny good dudes. dudes. <laughs> they, they live like 15 minutes from, from me. So Dude, it's, uh, kind of, Jake, it's kind of bizarre. Jake and Tyler and Donnie, they're some of the funniest guys I'll, I'll ever meet. And I'll never forget. It. Every time I do an interview with them, it's always like the memorable one. Like, you know, oh, I remember we did that interview with Aether Realm. Oh, is it which one? The last one or the one before that? Because yeah, both yeah. of them. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. But, but, um, Shout it is a guys. it is a big you know a, a big deal in our you know little corner of the music industry to be working with people like the folks in Napalm Records and what's cool about them is that they're a metal label they have a mm -hmm. lot of metal artists but but I think that they have an approach to metal where they understand metal fans you know as a as a collective and of course there are exceptions but most metal fans are interested in other types of music either because they are fundamentally open-minded or because metal fans are able to recognize kinship in other types of music when it shares a certain set of parameters and for us that would be you know we love melancholy we love expressing you know shades of the darker things in life and these kind of vibes that a lot of metal bands do as well whether it's you know, doom metal bands or, you know, some of the sadder side of progressive metal or, or whatever the case may be. So Napalm Records understands that, you know, there is a war there is a place in the metal world for an artist like us who don't sound like metal. We don't have double bass, we don't have distorted guitars, but we do have, you know, this emotional melancholic force that is really at the center of everything we do that the average metalhead I think can vibe with even though it may not have the the sheer energy that a lot of the music they listen to does but maybe that's exactly what they need you know to unwind so napalm gets this 
And I think that's what makes them so valuable is they kind of are well in tune with what's going on in metal, but also ways that things that aren't metal bands can, you know, enter the metal consciousness in a really cool way. And we're not the first non-metal band they've ever had. So they have a history of doing this as well. Yeah. And I know we've done, um, <laughs> excuse me, I know we've done a few shout outs on this conversation already. Let's do another one to Napalm because they found you guys and, and, that's the reason why I was able to pick up on everything that you guys have done. Now, uh, and now, as I, as you're telling me about this, I wonder if you and Ether Realm can do an, a tour together. That would be something because they also have these yeah. melancholic parts in their compositions as well. Which is, man, now you're Vikram, you've you've opened this new door for me. As they're they're the a very very <laughs> they're a very cool band because they they start from a chord that I think is that is very palatable to a lot of melodic metal fans with you know the folk metal core. Yeah. And then they have all these elements of other genres that folk metal fans may not get down with in the first place, whether it's, you know, the bluegrassy bits on the new album or, you know, there's some kind of more metalcore things as well and melancholic stuff, a lot of dynamics, long songs like on the album before. So, you know, they're kind of pushing the envelope in a really interesting way and like sneaking these little things in yep. past yep. the folk metal fans who may otherwise be like, no, I don't want to listen to bluegrass. But, you know, <laughs> it's like wait, wait, wait. But there's there's more and you know and then you're just like and all you can do is after you hear that record you just go back and listen to it because it, it repeats in your head because it's, it's nothing like you've ever heard before awesome now, yeah speaking like uh, nothing you've ever heard before uh nectar right this is the follow-up this is also the follow-up uh to your 2020s debut yep. satellites you briefly mentioned this and i went back and heard that it was just an outstanding and solid effort through and through this is Thank quite you. the follow-up because you I feel like you guys have expanded on the sound of silent skies. But Vikram, considering this is your first record with Napalm and also that you've already dropped your debut album prior to that, was there any uh, was there such a thing as pressure for you and Tom when you decided to sit down and write again for a whole new album? Because you know, what's that thing we hear that thing we hear the most, the sophomore slump, right? You kind of just did that ever like creep into your head? It's like, you know what? Screw it. I we got our debut album out, out of the way. Now we can do whatever we want to do. Or what was the approach? If that makes uh, sense? on a on a personal level, I mean, I I like a lot of artists. You struggle with the inner insecurities, you know, that that inner demon that's gonna babble bullshit in your ear. So it's like, of course, you know, I'm part of me is like, oh man, what if satellites was the only, you know, amazing thing we had to offer, and the well is run dry or whatever. But if you think about it for like more than half a second. You know, Tom and I, we knew that the creative synergy we had together as two equal halves of Silent Skies, you know, that what we had was so, you know, potent. And there, and it was such, it seemed to be a never-ending well of inspiration when we were writing. So it's like, we weren't, we didn't really feel that element of pressure at any point when we were writing because it was just excitement and yeah. kind of like an eagerness to, get back in the studio and, you know, make something even more amazing because we knew Satellites was great, but we knew we had other things to offer and we knew that we we wanted to push the envelope because a lot of artists, you know, don't get the kind of second chance that Tom has gotten. He says that he says this in interview sometimes that he gets to be like a new young musician again. Because how many artists get to make music for twenty five years with the band? 
and then all of a sudden you have a debut album again and it's like you have you have this opportunity all over again to grow and in an organic way so you know for both of us this was super exciting let's make new music let's see what we can do differently what we can do better ways that we can just make things more potent because you know i think satellites was a was a potent record but uh nectar takes that to a whole new level i i feel and i think the listeners feel that way as well yeah and i feel like uh, it added another side to not only evergrey's music but also to yours vikram you know and uh again i mentioned how the musicians bring out the best in you i thought this album also but out the best in both of you, you know, from songs like I got to get to this because for, from songs like from Fall Into Heart, Never Ending, which is my personal favorite, there's Cold and then the title track, which I feel that it showcased your talents, Vikram, that instrumental top to bottom. This was a prolific and blend of just like the melancholy and cinematic atmosphere. I'm a I'm a film buff, so I felt like okay, I was right in that on. kind of like Christopher Nolan or Guillermo del Toro type of melancholic exactly. state, right? You know, grand piano tunes. They were these structures it was organic and haunting there, there were pop elements with ambience though i don't really have any words to describe this experience because that's what it is right it's an experience back to my point on expanding on the band sound and of course yeah tom's vocals were just a thing of beauty i mean can we expect anything less and you two have really formed a chemistry here that seemingly well put together like the flow was so well done but i kind of want to round it up to this question how much did things change from when you first started composing on Nectar to where you ended up finishing it, Vikram? Like, did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Did you guys already have a specific sound you wanted to achieve with this album from the start? Or did it just See, evolve? It's it's interesting because Satellites changed a lot. Because when we started Satellites, we had no idea what it meant to be Silent Skies, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we knew that there was piano and vocals and we wanted it to be like like cinematic music was was what we was what we were talking about but we had no idea what that meant really so we we had to figure that out and by the course of writing satellites over a year and a half and producing it we figured out what you know pretty much what it meant to be silent skies and we had that foundation when we went into nectar so we didn't have to you know completely rewrite the rule book but at the same time we knew we knew that we wanted to take more chances because on satellites, we basically wrote by sending each other MP3s via email. You know, it was completely, mm -hmm. truly long distance and truly remote. And it worked, but it's an, it's an inefficient way of being creative because you write something and you bounce the MP3 and then you send it off to your partner and they'll listen in, in five hours and six hours and maybe they just woke up and haven't had their coffee yet and they listen. It's like, oh man, this this is weird this they don't really get it and so it's really hard to find that common ground when you're you know throwing darts in the darkness sort of thing but when we did nectar like i said before we formally started our chat we were working a lot on zoom mm -hmm. and so i think every single day for four hours a day for three months we were on zoom together you know with our studios hooked up to zoom and you know the the full quality stereo sound so we can hear in real time and pretty much full quality what's going on as we write and record so what that meant is if we wanted to take a chance it didn't take six hours it took five minutes to you know go execute the idea listen to it together refine it together and so a lot of things could pass muster that maybe wouldn't have on satellites because we couldn't have 
refine this beat to be perfect or refine this electronic sound to be perfect sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But we could do it together on Zoom. And so especially electronic elements and like electronic percussion elements were a big thing that we hinted at on satellites, but really came into their own on this album. And we didn't really plan that beforehand, but we knew that we were going to, you know, follow our intuition and not second guess these kind of decisions and just write the songs in the most intuitive, organic, natural way possible, which also lends itself to a pretty quick process because we're writing and we're trusting in what we do. And, you know, if you, if you follow your gut, you know, your, what did I say? Your gut is never wrong. So we, we do our best to hold to that maxim. And we ended up with something that was fresh, but we were kind of surprised by it too at the end of it. Like, yeah. Oh, we did take the songs in this more electronic direction, but somehow it still has that piano and vocal nucleus that is Silent Skies. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. It's it's nice to be surprised by yourself, and we're continually surprised by ourselves when we work. Yeah, it was that grand sound, and a lot of this, you know, with the people who don't know, I mean, it was produced by you and Tom by yourselves, and including yeah. the and mixing and mastering was also done by Jacob Hansen at Hansen Studios, and Jacob, he's known for his work with. Amaranth, the Black Dahlia Murder, you know, Evergrey, of course. He's worked, he's worked with Tom before. So uh, I, I imagine there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Vikram, knowing you had Tom, you had Jacob working on all this as the final product of Nectar was coming out. Yeah, and and we both grew. I mean, probably especially me, I, I grew a lot as a producer between 2018 and 2021. So we had the confidence that we could self-record and self-produce everything, and we knew that it was going to sound, you know, the best that we could. We didn't have to go to a studio to do piano like we did on satellites. Yeah. I recorded that in a studio in Gothenburg, but this time I recorded the piano on my parents' grand piano in my parents' home in Cleveland because, like, That's I awesome. knew that I could do it. I knew that I could engineer it in a way that would be an amazing piano sound, whereas... You know, three years ago, I didn't trust that I could do that. So it's a lot of this kind of quiet confidence where, like, you at least know that you're going to achieve this basic standard of excellence. And then for the cherry on top, you have Jacob coming in. And Jacob is not mixing everything from scratch. I pre-mixed all the keyboards so that instead of mixing 80 tracks, he mixed, like, six, basically. But he's putting, you know, that Midas touch where it just, you know, chisels things in a way that, you know, only his 20-something years of experience being one of the best mixers can really achieve. And that's especially with vocal sounds. And that's why Tom loves Jacob, because Jacob, since, you know, doing, I guess now four Evergrey albums, he knows so well how to mix Tom's voice. And so Tom knows... If Jacob mixes his voice, it's going to sound good. And that's why with Redemption, we work with him too, because Tom knows, you know, my vocals are going to be taken care of. And that's the most sensitive thing, really, when it comes to mixing our music, because I think musically, Jacob did an amazing job, but, you know, I could have done, if I had done the final mix, I think the music would have sounded pretty damn good as well. But the vocals just, you know, Jacob is one of a kind, the way he can mix the vocal. Yeah, uh, talk about a cherry on top. And speaking of cherry on top, again, uh, Jacob Hansen, it was amazing to see him 
be included in this project and not, i don't even see it as a project maybe even expand it even more than that but as far as the cherry on top that was like the perfect way to you know yeah. round things out with nectar now speaking of cherry on top i know we're running out of time here but i gotta ask this last question man sure do you see nectar as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back you know Vikram, you telling me about all this upbringing that you've had you know from your parents to the musicians to your idols not really you know idols your heroes you know your musical heroes sure sure to working with tom to working with jacob to where you are today do you see it as a, as a snapshot yeah i mean a hundred percent and and i think part of the beauty of silence guys in general is that for both of us for tom and equally for me you know silence guys is probably the most purest reflection of who we are and and what we you know are going through at any given time it's probably the purest musical reflection that we have where literally if you listen to silent skies and you listen to the music as well as the lyrics you're you're listening to us you're listening to what we were feeling directly when we were writing this song you're listening to the legacy of our life experiences and the the growth therein and the challenges as well as you know the moments of working through those challenges which is what really beautifully defines the human spirit is that is that will to keep fighting and you know nectar is that you know it's, it's not even like nectar is influenced by that it, it is that quite literally and so i think that's what makes it special among all the albums that i've ever made and why Silent Skies in general is special of all the things that I do musically because I do so many things and they all mean a lot to me. But, you know, Silent Skies is that 100% pure reflection of who we are as people, which, in my opinion, is how you make the best art. I mean, I think a lot of people make great art not being 100% reflections of who they are. Maybe it's more fantastical or they're creating a story that's outside of their lives that's kind of escapism. And that's amazing. But for us, you know, we're at our best when we are just revealing ourselves the the brutal honesty, you know. Yeah. So 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 that's what we do. And and unfortunately, there's not really any way for us to make silence guys and not do that, which kind of means that sometimes it can be a little taxing. But I mean, it's worth it because the end product is so much nicer if you do that than if you're phoning it in or you know, bullshitting the audience because audiences can tell when they're being bullshitted. They're smarter than artists give them credit for, I think. Yeah. Uh, Vikram, this has been amazing, man. I know we're out of time, but man, I can't yeah. wait till we do this again. Hopefully we can see you and Tom on the tour. Uh, this has been uh, an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time out your day to do this. I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, um, man, me too. So we'll stay in touch on the socials, man. I'll keep you posted when this uh, podcast airs. This will be on all major podcasts out there. Everyone who's listening, awesome. this is Vikram Shankar, uh, Silent Skies. Nectar drops February 4th on Napalm Records. If you could do, do me and Vikram a favor, buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help. And I mentioned this podcast will be on all major podcast streams out there, whichever one you like to use, iTunes, Spotify. You can check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Uh, Vikram. Stay safe, man. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man, and I'll see you down the road, buddy. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for the kindness. It was great to be here. All right, stay in touch. Peace. Cheers, man.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.